You are listening to So You Want to Read Tolkien, a podcast that goes through each of J.R.R. Tolkien's main works, chapter by chapter, and discusses them in a most ridiculous manner. Simply walk into Mordor. I would cut off your head, dwarf, if it stood but a little higher from the ground. We've had one, yes. What about second breakfast? Yeah, Till at last I threw down my enemy and smote his ruin upon the mountainside. What's happening out there? Shall I describe it to you? Or would you like me to find you a box? Now don't be hasty, Master Miriadok. Is this new death So here we are with So You Want to Read Tolkien. Today we are talking about Return of the King, Book 6, Chapter 5, The Steward and the King. I'm Caitlin, and I finally got my fucking futon out of my spare room into the... Well, it's not quite out of the house, but it's out... I can make my home office now, and I'm really happy. It's, it's been months. no longer your problem. I mean, it is still my problem, but it's not my immediate concern. <laughs> Yay! Woo! Yay. Uh, I'm Rachel, and I'm tired. I have nothing fun. It's been a rough week. Yeah. That it sounded really... really depressing. I'm sorry. Wow. I feel like I should come up with something. <laughs> no, my happiness about the futon is enough for all of us. All right. That's fair. And I'm Emmy. Um, I guess mine is my major accomplishment so far this year is I have read more than one million words of fan fiction in 10 days. That's not an exaggeration. It's not an exaggeration. I have decided (laughs) that this year, in order to feel accomplished, I'm going to record all of the the fics that I read in a spreadsheet. And then I'm going to make the spreadsheet add up how many how many words I've done, because I only read like 175 books last year, according to Goodreads. Only. Only. Yeah. Sorry. I'm a librarian, everyone. So that's sort of where that comes from. Also a good, you know, 50 of those were probably comics. I just, I want to know how much fan fiction I read. And the answer is humiliating. And, yeah. Oh, none of us could have possibly told you that. <laughs> oh, no, I was pretty sure. But, you know, it's like I've got to weigh the humiliation of being a huge goddamn nerd alongside the, like, man, I read really fast. It's true. This is my so main I point of like, pride. I read like a whole four books last year because my brain broke. So, yeah, that's pretty much where I'm at also. And all of them, except for maybe one, were rereads. Mm-hmm. I did a lot of rereading, too, but I also did a huge quantity of knitting, um, which I'm a really bad at knitting. So it, it took me a very long time to audiobooks, and I play audiobooks between, you know, 1.75 and, and double speed, somewhere oh, in that range. I, I do like 1.3, and anything more than that, I'm just like, oh, I can't do it. It, it ruins the book for me. See, if I listen to something that speaks slower than I can read, it ruins the book for me because it takes for goddamn ever. I mean, all of it's slower than I can read. I mean, all of it is slower than the speed that I read at. But if it feels like it's too slow, then, you know, whatever. Also, I've been listening to a lot of Star Wars audiobooks. Oh, sorry. I meant to ask what uh, fanfic of what? Sweet Jesus. (laughs) What have I not read this year? Um... I read Harry Potter, of course. I've read probably the bulk of it is Star Wars because, you Mm -hmm. know, the Mandalorian just ended and then, you know, 
Din and Luke Skywalker made eye contact. So that's that uh, ship sailing. You know, gotcha. that's all I needed was five seconds of significant eye contact. And I'm here for it. Of um, Pedro Pascal and digitally de-aged Mark Hamill. It's really weird, oh, yeah. wasn't it? It was like the way the light reflected off of his fake face. I did not like that at all. But, you know, as long as we never see him again, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. <laughs> Shall we get into the book? <laughs> I suppose. Uh, so, so the characters in this chapter, uh, it's, it's literally everyone. If they're still alive, they're there. Except for Bilbo. Oh, that's fair. No Bilbo. No Bilbo, but literally everyone else. So yeah. the still alive caveat, though, is important. Like humans, both important and insignificant, all I there. Mean, there. There is one corpse in this chapter. They bring him out. Yeah, there, oh, is. Yeah. there is a corpse. That took me a second. He is. He's there. <laughs> Wait, is Tom Bombadil in this chapter? <laughs> he's not did a I, character. He's a villain. I, did I miss him? Okay. So <laughs> I was about to be like... We're saying, like, I mean, everyone, everyone. Wait. I'm just saying, from what we know, I'm sure Tom Bombadil is there. We just can't see him. He's in disguise, probably. Yeah. It's totally fair. Smart thing to do if you're plotting the next, you know, move at world domination. And I guess Treebeard isn't there either. Maybe my literally everyone wasn't quite literally everyone. It's okay. We'll let it go. Um, in this chapter, Eowyn has to make a choice, and Aragorn wants everyone to wait, you know, as per usual. Back. We're, we're back with our, our slow-moving Aragorn. Even if he's not the one making a choice, he has to make sure it takes a while. Yep. Right? It's like, buddy, other people can be more decisive than you. Dare I say, most people can be more decisive than you. All right. So we start off the book with Eowyn in the Houses of Healing. And she basically is so bored, she wishes she was dead. And honestly... <laughs> I feel you. <laughs> what a mood. Yeah. Wow. I mean, she never really comes out and says she wishes she was dead. She just says that she wished she had died in battle, which is kind of the same thing. But it's she's just like, please give me something to do. Please let me do something, anything. And they're like, you just need to lie down and heal. And she's like, Ugh. I wish I was dead. <laughs> yeah. It's like, then I will die, but not in battle. So what's the point? So then she demands to speak to whoever's in charge. And after naming a whole bunch of different people, they're like, I guess Faramir, <laughs> who is also in the Houses of Healing, because, you know, he was healing too. So she goes to talk to him and demands something to do. And he's like, I don't know. <laughs> We're just waiting. Like, the whole city is just waiting. So he's like, maybe we could wait together? Hmm? <laughs> Honestly, it's super romantic. <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm making it sound stupid, but I do really like their conversation here. We just like them. And, like, she wished she could ride off to battle again, but there's no way for her to catch up. And he's just like, if I could give you anything, I would, but I'm stuck here too, dude. <laughs> and then he has a lot talking about how beautiful she is and some other things. It's very nice. It is, he, does, he does make sure to, like, move her room and... Make sure she can come and look eastward with him so they get to just stand there together looking out in the east, <laughs> waiting for something to happen. Yearning. Yeah, and he does say, you're welcome to come hang out with me every day. I also am doing nothing and kind of bored. 
I, and there is also like a, a feeling of doom over everyone because this is before Sauron oh. is defeated. So everyone is just like, they went off on a fool's errand. You know, we had a king for a minute and now he's gone and he's probably going to die. And then we're all probably going to die. So it's kind of fair that everyone is just a little bit down. Yeah. Well, and yeah, and that's, I think, where it comes out even more that how Eowyn is feeling is she's not just, you know, wishing she had died. She's like, the world is probably about to end and I'm going to have to die just waiting here. Mm-hmm. And and that's a little bit of another relatable moment as we're all just sort of watching the world from inside. <laughs> yep. Um, and then after their meeting, Faramir talks to the warden who had originally told Eowyn to go talk to Faramir. And he's like, Tell me everything about this woman right now. He does some Facebook stalking. Yeah. Um, and basically, the warden's like, you should talk to the halfling that's here. He knows her better. And then Faramir, like, ticks off his own uh, Pokemon, uh, Pokedex of halflings. <laughs> and he's like, oh, I haven't met and made friends with this one yet. <laughs> so he takes care of that. It is. It's his last one, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And he's caught them all. Yeah, and I love, it's it's really just, you don't see their conversation or anything, but it is mentioned that they meet and they chat and they have a good time, and Faramir's just like, man, I love these hobbits. We love you, Faramir. Yes, we do. I mean, we're gonna, the slight, slight spoilers, but I like picturing the hobbits, you know, going to visit future Faramir and Eowyn and having mm-hmm. grand old domestic times together. I love yes. to think that this is like a huge spoiler, but like Sam's oldest son is named Frodo and I like to think that he grows up not understanding why Frodo was so great since he like buggered off and I just I just love the idea that maybe he goes on a journey and everybody's like oh you're named after the great Frodo you know and he gets to learn about maybe I've written this fanfic in my head but anyways (laughs) that I like the idea of Sam's kids learning about everything that happened Mm -hmm. Anyways, so then Eowyn and Faramir hang out a bunch because there's nothing else to do. And you can, and Faramir is immediately incredibly smitten and basically just only says fabulous things to her. It's great. I mean, as he should, really. I'm just trying to find some of the fabulous things here. So they're talking about how long it's been since everybody rode off to battle. And Faramir says, seven days, but think not ill of me if I say to you, they have brought me both a joy and a pain that I never thought to know. Joy to see you, but pain, because now the fear and doubt of this evil time are grown dark indeed. Eowyn, I would not have this world end now or lose so soon what I have found. And she's immediately like, lose what what you found. You haven't found anything. We're not talking about this. Shut up. (laughs) It's great. This whole thing is like, again, sickeningly romantic. He has literally, you know, bequeathed unto her this, you know, the cloak that was made just for his mother. Yeah, that was so cute. Because he was like, I think you're cold. Here, have have my mom's clothes. (laughs) (laughs) It was much nicer in the chapter. I was going to say, it sounds so weird out loud. And it was probably weird in the chapter. But when you were reading it, you thought it was great. Now, in hindsight, we have questions. And then one day, he's just like, man, I actually don't think the darkness is coming. I feel good. And he has this whole line about, you know, white lady of Rohan, in this hour, I do not believe that any darkness will endure. And he kisses her on the brow. And then suddenly there's an eagle saying, hey, we won. (laughs) (laughs) Woo. Uh, This is after they like saw a 
weird mountain of darkness rise. So, oh right, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Yes. So like the first they see like the mushroom cloud, <laughs> and then suddenly Faramir's like, no, I think it's going to be okay, and kind of makes his move really, and <laughs> which is nice that he waited until after he felt like they were going to live, and not as a we're going to die anyway, right? That's yeah, yeah. probably very true. Also, Anyways. in the middle of that, they like grabbed each other's hands without realizing. True. Yes, we have to. Every single cliche, that. and I love yeah. it. And then the eagle shows up and says, "Don't worry, we we won. Sauron's dead. The king's coming back. Everything's good." Folks. He sings a whole song. He sings a whole song. <laughs> and um, the the feeling of doom that was over the whole city just lifts, and everyone's like, "Oh shit! Good news." <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know what else just to like say. that they're just Everyone's, like that every, everyone feels better i guess it's just more of showing sauron's influence over the world and then when he's gone it's gone i i'm i'm glad that the eagle comes to tell them right away because like yeah. you know they had that feeling that the evil was gone but imagine like you have that feeling but then like you don't get any message still for a while and you're like oh my god what happened that's well, like how did. i felt waiting for the georgia results <laughs> uh but they did send messengers, like, because uh, Aomer asks Eowyn to come and meet him out where, wherever they are in Athelion. <laughs> I mean, I eventually, but that takes longer than but yeah. eagle message. No, no, no. <laughs> but I'm saying they, they would have known before Aragorn, sh- er, they would yes. have known before Aragorn showed back up at the gates to be like, yo, we won. Yeah. We're king now, bitches. No, for sure. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. So Aomer does ask Eowyn to come and join them on the fields of Cormallon. Um, but Eowyn's just like, Maybe now I'll just stay in the Houses of Healing, even though I really wanted to leave them before. I don't know. Girl. And then Faramir hears of this and is like, what's up? What do you actually want? Because you're being weird. And they sort of say that they're just going to speak plainly to each other. And Faramir's like, either you won't go because Aragorn didn't ask you, or you won't go because you want to stay with me, or you won't go because you don't know which one you want. Right on the nose. Well, and it's, I think, again... He tried really, he tried to play coy, or not coy, but, you know, he tried not to say it outright, and mm-hmm. she, like, forced him to, because he basically yeah. went up there like, there's the reason I think it is, and there's the reason I want it to be. Yeah. And this kind of puts her to to lay out who she is and what she wants, sort of for herself here, which I really loved how this was done, and it's not all at one point here but I love that it wasn't so much about her choosing between Aragorn and Faramir. Not that Aragorn was a real choice for her, but you know what I mean. Um, But choosing between whether she wanted to be the warrior or a healer. And I liked how they wrote that for her. And she chose a healer and, and she chose Faramir. And she has that line where she says, no longer do I desire to be a queen. And I really like that. And I like that they say that it wasn't that her heart changed it was that she finally understood it yeah that's better written than than most arcs we get these days isn't it in in fantasy that where women are the mm-hmm. afterthoughts 100 percent, yes anyway it's just a good line and i like i like them together mm-hmm. yeah and i think i mean one of the big things she talked about was right i wish to be loved by another but i desire no man's pity mm-hmm. and it's like you know she had to be a soldier because she thought otherwise she'd be pitied and she comes to kind of realize that, that she can make the choice she wants. And that doesn't mean that, you know, Faramir is going to pity her for it. Right. And so then, you know, Faramir has this great line where he's like, here's Lady of e- the Lady Eowyn of Rohan, and now she is healed. And the warden is like, well, then I release her from my charge. And she's like, actually, I'm going to stay because I want to help. 
And also, again, I also really like that just because she was so down for so long, like emotionally. And a lot of the time, what are you feeling like that? Helping other people can help you feel better. So I like that maybe that helped her choice, if that mm-hmm. makes any sense. I, I like the idea of she called it a cage before mm-hmm. and, you know, it it transforming from her cage to her freedom. Yeah. And, and becoming the choice that she makes. Yeah. I, I like that it was a choice and not, well... Aragorn chose something else, so I guess I'll have the runner-up. Because I'm sure Faramir would have loved that for the rest of his life. <laughs> <laughs> Faramir deserves better. No, it's yeah, but was it, perfect. it wasn't that. Yeah, I feel like I mean, for all that you know, people are having to make decisions. We don't have a lot of moments of actual choice in the story. Mm-hmm. You know, like the the choose which way to go doesn't really count as an actual capital C choice. No, um, the and their choice is always you know whatever it is to move the plot along there's not really an option b mm-hmm. presented at the same level yeah. for all the yeah. you know capital c choices they do have exactly and so i really like this as one of the few moments of actual choice and where she has you know options before her and and none of them are bad each of them would be a perfectly fine option and so it's kind of cool because yeah we don't get very much of that but then we move on because the city has to make ready for the king coming home <laughs> And then we get a few pages of that. And and Faramir sort of is like, well, I guess I'm steward now. So for a few days, anyways, I will be in charge of the city. And oh, fun story from the first time Caitlin read this book as per tradition. Uh, I remember when reading it and seeing that a chapter coming up was called The Steward and the King. And this is before Denethor died. And I was like, man, that's going to be so good. Aragorn's going to stick it to this asshole and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and then I got here and I was like, oh, it's about Faramir? <sighs> <laughs> Denethor just... burning alive wasn't enough for you? Or... No, I, wa- I don't know. I just really wanted Denethor and Aragorn to have it out, I guess. I mean, I don't that's know. I was fair. a little bit disappointed. That is pretty funny. Yeah, right. Okay, so Aragorn and the captains of the West all show up and they sort of stop outside the city and then Faramir comes out with a casket, as you do. <laughs> Whatever. Okay, it's totally bro. normal. And then Faramir tells this whole thing about how usually you would get the crown from your father, or if that wasn't possible, you would go into his crypt and take it out of his dead hands. What the fuck is wrong with Gondor? I mean, look, there's an entire, like, thousand years telling what's wrong with Gondor. But, like, Jesus, that's so morbid. Yeah. Like, that's so morbid. So instead, but it, that's not really quite possible because of how they had to go into hiding and everything. So Faramir's like, so I brought our last king's casket out here and the crown's in there. If you want to, I can take it out for you. <laughs> and from this dead man who's been dead hundreds, if not thousands of years, and then put it onto your head for you. Ugh. Let's do it. Oh, and also in all this, the uh, healer, Yorith, that we saw, Yorith, whatever, from a couple chapters ago. So for some reason, we keep cutting to her, telling her friend about how she talked to the king and how she knows the king personally and how he's they're actually really good friends. <laughs> and that was, that was hilarious. She's just such a gossip. It's, yep. It is. It's great. It's Have really we good. ever had another chapter with two named female characters speaking? Oh, well... Oh, oh um, well, they don't speak to each other. No, but just in the same chapter. Not that I can remember off the top of my head. Like, I can't imagine when one would have existed. I mean, I feel like maybe in the Silmarillion there were... Oh, yeah, I'm not going to try and remember back then. No. Well, yeah, no, in the Silmarillion we would have seen... They talked to each face other. talking to her mother. Yeah. 
um, uh, Luthien talking to her mother. What the fuck? Names are hard. It's Monday. I'm not going to remember. I'm not going to remember. Her mom. It's just. Is that is that Melian? Yes. Yes. Melian. Yes. Thank you. Well done. Thank you. Um. Yeah. I mean, I think it's it's hilarious just tucked in there. But also, I think it's like, you know, this is your voice of the people. And also seeing how all the rumors are going to immediately get completely out of hand. <laughs> OK, I should say that it does not explicitly say that he brought the corpse out. It just says the casket. So I'm a, and then he opens it and takes the crown out. But it's a casket, so I'm assuming the dead body is in there also, right? I would think so, yes. Anyways, and then the crown is described to look like the helm of the guards, which is why all the art of this crown is the ugliest fucking thing you've ever seen, and I'm so (laughs) glad they didn't go that way in the movie. I hate it. (laughs) Um, There's another moment in here that I love right before the crown, after the casket was carried out before the crown, is where Faramir just, like, kneels down and is like, you know, but the last steward of Gondor begs leave to surrender his office and Aragorn just like takes it and gives it right back like oh. nope still yours I wonder what the steward does when there is a king I mean babysits yeah, kids whatever <laughs> yeah like a chief of staff maybe I Although, mean he gets he gets given like a kingdom elsewhere so I love yeah, that he but gets that given Ithilien where he like spent so much time and really liked it out there I'm glad that he got put in charge of that sorry it makes me happy. Well, and I mean, on a, and in, in other terms, I mean, good to, you know, honor him because he's a good dude and, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. keep the friendship ties alive like they originally were, I guess, before the steward became the de facto king. But also good to keep lines of succession clear. Like <laughs> true, 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 true. If you keep if you keep this, uh, you know, the steward line as a, a powerful line, just in case we happen to, you know, have some kings die again. Just in case Tom Bombadil comes for <laughs> us all. They may need him. So yeah, so then um, I think Faramir goes to put the crown on Aragorn's head and Aragorn's like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> I did not do this alone. I had some help. And so he gets Frodo to bring the crown to Gandalf and get Gandalf to put the crown on his head. And it's very nice. And I was motherfucking pissed in the movie that they did not have Frodo involved in putting the crown on Aragorn's head. Like, I get that they wanted to have that other moment where everyone bowed to them. Fine, whatever. Bullshit. (laughs) I like the part where uh, Aragorn gets one more magical girl transformation. Yes, yes, obviously. He's such luxurious hair in this part. Yeah, right. Uh, But when Aragorn arose, all that beheld him gazed in silence, for it seemed to them that he was revealed to them now for the first time. Tall as the sea kings of old, he stood above all that were near. Ancient of days he seemed, and yet in the flower of manhood, and wisdom sat upon his brow, and strength and healing were in his hands, and a light was about him. In the flower of manhood is such a sentence, you know? (laughs) It's... It sure is something. I just can't take that bit seriously. Like the rest of that I really like, but I don't know. In the flower, even if it said in the flower of womanhood, like that would sound fucking stupid too. Uh, This is not a gender thing. This is a what? Let's just not use flower of anything unless we're like flower of making chocolate chip cookies. What? (laughs) I am in the flower of making chocolate chip cookies. Mm. (laughs) Get it? Yep. Anyways... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I don't know. Did you? <laughs> I'm not. We're not going to talk about Rachel's bad puns, okay? So then suddenly he's king and the city becomes great. Yeah, they literally just tell <laughs> us. They're like, and here's your glimpse of the future. Everything's awesome. Yeah. 
the dwarves love to come visit the elves love to come visit suddenly the streets are paved with marble which i don't know if you've ever seen marble but what a stupid thing to pave your streets with yeah no kidding (laughs) yeah i had some questions like, just for longevity reasons, what a stupid thing to pay. Like, the nearest weed's going to grow through that, you know. They're they're going to break it, and then then you're going to have to replace the marble. Aragorn, that's not sustainable. It's expensive, and it just seems too pretty to have horses shitting on it, you know? Yeah. I mean, I know they don't have many horses within the walls of Gondor, but some people do. It, it just seems a poor choice. Yeah. But I, I get that it's, you know, they just want to tell us that everything is good. It's okay. I'm just saying, if you have hooved horses walking on marble, they're going to chip it. Marble is not that hard. I mean, it's hard, but it's not like going to win against a horse. (laughs) I don't know. Well, I don't know. Well, anyways. And then blah, 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 blah. Everybody's happening. Oh, okay. So then the whole fellowship is still there and they all move into a house together. Um, I mean, (laughs) yes, but you're forgetting, uh, getting to pass judgment. Oh, Uh. yeah. Yeah, so he fl- he free so okay okay so Aragorn proves that he is a good king here, and he frees some of the slaves, and he gives them from the Easterlings and the people of Harrod and that sort of thing, and he basically is like, you guys can have like the lands of Mordor and everything beyond there, do with it as you will, and he frees all the Mordor slaves of the humankind. So that was nice. We don't hear about our middle management orcs. I assume they all die. Which is... Didn't they, like, all throw themselves into fissures and stuff? I guess, but all of them? There's still gotta be orcs out there, you know? Tom Bombadil needs his minion. (laughs) (laughs) They're they're only in Moria. Yeah. And then eventually, of course, everyone's favorite Baragond is brought forth for judgment for killing some people in the the place where the dead people are. I just love... Sorry, this this scene just struck me so much as uh, sitting on your throne to pass judgment in Dragon Age Inquisition. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. And then having the goat thrown at your walls. Yep. It's <laughs> a great and scene. Anyway, so he passes judgment on Baragond and basically exiles him from Gondor. And Baragond is like, oh, shit. But then he's like, and also for further punishment, you have to become captain of Lord Faramir's guard and go with him wherever he wants. And he's like, oh, cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he is sort of banished from Gondor for spilling blood in the hallow where the dead people are. But he's not treated poorly. I assume his son is allowed to go with him and his wife. I mean, probably if they want to. Assume his wife is alive. We don't really hear about her. That would be one too many female characters. Yeah, that would be one too many. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah, I just I like that we actually get this bit. You know, because Tolkien could have easily just forgotten. That's true. But well, that's not really Tolkien's way to forget about a character that was named. True. <laughs> it is true. He would never. Um, Unless no, they were I mean, female, obviously. Yeah. But no, just one of those nice little tidbits of like, hey, here's, you know, Aragorn as a good king. And I know it's sort of like set up as like gimmicky, but hey, it's at least better than, you know, the paragraph we just had before that literally told us it's so good the streets are paved in marble. (laughs) Yep. So uh, and then we get Aragorn talking to Aramur and basically is like, I can't give you anything because we are equals, blah, 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 blah. And then... But he's also like, so we, but we do have your uncle's dead body in her tombs. Do you want that? Or should we keep it? Yeah. We'll keep it here if you want, but. Yeah. We've, yeah. we've given him all, you know, all the honor of one of our kings. What, but does he want to be with, you know, with his dead people? <laughs> and That's obviously, kind of Tolkien doesn't make this awkward the way I am. 
But Amor's like, uh, we're going to leave him here from now. Go clean up some shit in our country and then we'll we'll come get him. Aww. And Eowyn so says to Faramir that she's got to go back to Rohan and look on her own land one last time and help Amor clean some stuff up from the war. And then she'll she'll come back to Faramir. Presumably they get married and live happily ever after. Pretty sure that's the last we ever hear from them, though. Well, as long as they get a happy ever after, then that's fine. Yes. Okay. And. Sorry, yes. Then we get the paragraph about how the fellowship is all sharing one house during all this <laughs> and just living together. And I'm like, yes, this is the best. Yep. And Give me an entire book just of this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The, the hijinks, you know, mm-hmm. that must have happened. Mary and Pippin playing pranks on everyone. Frodo trying his best not to laugh because he's depressed now, but also it's pretty fucking funny. Um. I love that, you know, we haven't seen Frodo and Gandalf together for so long, and I forgot <laughs> just how delightful they are together. Because mm. um, they're like, Bilbo's, or <laughs> Frodo is asking, you know, he's like, well, you want to go see Bilbo and stuff, and like, why are, you know, we're waiting here for something. What's Aragorn making us wait for? And Gandalf was like, there's a thing. Uh, and <laughs> Frodo says, <clears throat> Pippin, didn't you say that Gandalf was less close than of old? He was weary of his labors then, I think. Now he's recovering. <laughs> and it's so snarky. It's good. And um, so, yeah, basically Frodo is like, I want to go home. Why are we still here? And Aragorn was like, I understand, but can you just wait? I'm kind of hoping for this thing. Can you just wait a while? And then he, Frodo's like, but, or talking to Gandalf, he's like, I, I want to see Bilbo again. And Gandalf was like, don't worry, Bilbo's waiting for the same day. He knows what's happening. <laughs> and Frodo's like, but we don't know what's happening. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty funny. And then we get, and that sort of leads us into Aragorn being like, so I've been waiting for this day and for a sign for all these things and nothing's happening. And then Gandalf was like, we're going for a walk in the mountains, bro. And they go for the ultimate bro walk. <laughs> it's everyone's, you know, special Zuko field trip. Exactly, yes. Um, but basically, Gandalf was like, look, you're king now. I was Sauron's enemy and he's dead, so I'm gonna leave. And Aragorn is like, you're gonna leave me alone to make all the decisions myself? I don't know about that one. <laughs> this is uh, not what I signed up for. <laughs> I haven't gotten, you know, the tree is still dead. Uh, I haven't heard from this the, about the day that I want to have happen. You know, all these things. And Gandalf was like, but look behind you. And there's, of course, a young uh, tree of a young sapling of the eldest tree, you know. A young special tree. Yes, a young special tree. I forget what these trees are called. The tree of the king. The tree. <laughs> sure. The I tree. Don't know. The one. The good tree. Des- descended of the, the silver tree. Yes. And we get a little bit of the tree, uh, family tree. <laughs> <laughs> We did such a great job recapping this chapter, guys. But you know what I'm saying? He's Yeah, like, we get a tree of the tree. It's the stupidest bit. He's like, verily, this is a sapling of the line of Nimloth the Fair. This is a tree. Nimloth the Fair. And that was a seedling of Galathilion. And that, a fruit of Telperion of many names, eldest of trees who shall say how it comes here in the appointed hour, blah, 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 blah. But like... Gotta make sure the tree is a pure blood, okay? I don't know what to tell you. It's a tree. Anyways, they find it and Gandalf is all, so we should go plant this in the courtyard. And if it ever bears a fruit, make sure you plant it elsewhere just in case this one dies. Because, you know, you can't have 
can't have the tree that is your symbol from the gods blessing you as king die Here's and not king. have a replacement ready. That would <laughs> yeah. be bad. You can't, you can't have a king without a tree. Yeah. It's literally on all your standards, the one that you revealed in such a uh, dramatic way. And and then Aragorn's like, great, we got this tree, the sign has been given, and the day is not far off. And then, guess what? All of the elves show up. <laughs> all of them all are there. All of them. And two characters that we've never seen talk before get married. Yay! <laughs> that is Aragorn and Arwen, obviously. Yep. yep, um, yep but it yep. does sort of say that after all their trials together, they finally get to be together. We have seen zero of these trials, so maybe we will see more in the appendices. <laughs> Spoiler, yes, we will. <laughs> Yay! I also enjoy, just sort of before we end here, Elrond gives him a scepter. Which I feel like is another magical girl moment, moment, you know? Like, please have my favorite magical stick. Well, it's sort of <laughs> funny that they didn't have a magical stick before this because, I mean, you know, that's an iconic piece of or, kingship, monarchy. I don't perhaps, know what the word I'm looking for sorry, is. Sorry, perhaps I'm reading this wrong because it does just say Elrond surrendered the scepter. Maybe he just put it down somewhere. He just leaves it on a table. It's like somebody else can put this away for me. I don't. The fact that they mention it all makes me feel like he gave it to him, but... I don't know. Maybe not. Yeah, I don't know. I Probably he gave it to him, because otherwise, why bring it up? If you're going to make him leave it on like a coffee table somewhere. Yeah. That's the sort of detail we want to know, Tolkien. Yeah, the I scepter does have a name. As all magic sticks should. Bearing the scepter of Anemone. Anum- nope. Anemone. Oh, this is it. That was the capital city of Arnor. Oh. oh. So he probably did give it to him. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So it's like... Yeah, it's the, hey, this is the ancient scepter of, you know, Elendil. <laughs> have it. <laughs> have it and have my daughter. You're yeah. welcome. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, that's literally what the sentence is like. Alighted, yeah. They lighted and Elrond surrendered the scepter and laid the hand of his daughter in the hand of the king. And together they went up into the high city and all the stars flowered in the sky. I don't know what that means. And Aragorn, the king, Elisar, wedded Arwen and Domiel in the city of the kings upon the day of midsummer. And the tale of their long waiting and labors was come to fulfillment. Could you imagine how freaky it would be if, like, it was the middle of the day and suddenly you could see stars in the sky? I would be very concerned that aliens were descending. <laughs> I don't think I don't think they think about aliens in Middle Earth. Well, no, but anything, obviously they've like, just been oh, through some sort gods. of trauma. The Valar are doing something up there. So weird. I mean, they did show up right at sunset that's true so it's probably just the stars coming out when they like it was it, they literally said what the sky was set blue as sapphire and white stars opened in the east but the west was still golden oh my gosh i missed a bit when gandalf and aragorn were on their bro walk in the mountains and the trees and stuff and i really really love that aragorn is worried that he's gonna die and i get that we're supposed to be waiting for this woman to show up that he's gonna marry but like he's just like but i'm gonna die what's gonna happen to the city then <laughs> I mean, y- y- you can have kids. <laughs> I don't... <sighs> he needs Gandalf to sit him down and talk about, you know, the white the shores and, and the, the grass and <laughs> how it's not so bad. You can take a deep breath. You've got time well, no. before you get there, bud. Humans don't kids. go there. Humans don't go there. No, no. She's, she's trying to say Gandalf has to give him the talk. Oh, I, I heard white shores and I was like, tell him about Valinor? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> The story of the uh, the Ents and the... <laughs> still the bees. <laughs> still, still, still the bees? The, 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 oh, mm. oh, that gives it a whole other 
ankle, doesn't it? Are all ends polyamorous? I, I thought you were going to say, are all ends pollinated? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's really, that is really where the question is going. Do ends pollinate? I would think they'd have to, but it's never discussed. <laughs> the dogs are so going crazy. This is a crazy. thought that's going to fester. Yeah, I don't know what they're barking at. There's nothing happening outside. Man, this chapter, honestly, though, it's just, it, it's so romantic. It really is. Like, the whole thing is just one romance after another. It is very good because, like, we see uh, Faramir and Eowyn. We see Aragorn and Frodo a lot. And then we get Aragorn and Arwen, which I guess is fine. And I don't know. I mean, we see good relationships after they're together, but it's, Again, we actually see Faramir and Eowyn like taking the time to kind of come together. I as much as you could do with one chapter. Yeah. 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 I mean, on, on, on Tolkien levels, like on Tolkien levels, there's like a whole courtship. <gasps> yes, this is true. It's not just, and he saw her and they stared at each other for 10 years and then they were wed. <laughs> like, okay. Yeah, exactly. What was that dude's name? Melian and the dude who fucked shit up with the Silmaril. <laughs> yeah whatever yeah yeah that dude god now i'm now i need to know melian's husband thingle thingle, thingle. <laughs> i knew oh, it wasn't Feanor, but every long. time we're like who fucks things up with the silmaril i immediately am like hmm all of them yeah right yeah. but all, all, always it comes back to Feanor or fingolfin but i just like the name fingolfin it's a good name it is uh, while we're on the topic of names i just have to bring up one of my favorite parts is just when uh Faramir is like introducing Aragorn come mm -hmm. to be king and lists off all of his names and I just <laughs> had to read it because it just keeps going. Let's hear it. Here is Aragorn, son of Arathorn, chieftain of the Dunedain of Arnor, captain of the host of the West, bearer of the Star of the North, wielder of the sword reforged, victorious in battle, whose hands bring healing, the Elfstone, Elisar of the line of Valandil, Isildur's son, Elendil's son of Numenor. <laughs> Boom. Imagine introducing yourself as that every single time. I mean, I guess you got to go through it all to prove that you're the king because they don't have DNA. I mean, they have DNA. They don't have DNA testing. So how <laughs> else would you remember that you're the yeah, king how, if you don't repeat it all would, the time? How else would they know that this dude who just showed up and said, hey, I'm king, is actually king if they don't go through all the reasons we know he's king? But here's the, here's the trick then. Everybody else mm -hmm. has to know the lineage to know if he's right otherwise he could just be bullshitting them which it man that would be funny like oh, if yeah. anyone knows their this lineage it's the people of gondor that's fair i mean 100 percent, gandalf could be shitting aragorn himself <laughs> he could have just picked a dude and been like yep he'll make a good king i will just smudge out this name here put it in here blah 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 all right aragorn you were chosen by the gods bitch I will say he did pass the one secret test of the magic hands. <laughs> did, did he? Okay. The healing hands. Yeah. Yep. He, he you can't refute the magic hands. You cannot refute the magic hands. <laughs> Though, I mean, arguably, if Gandalf, who is basically an emissary of uh, the king of the Val Valar, whose, name's, whose name is not in my brain, obviously. Manway? Yeah. Yep. Manway. <laughs> And if, like, Manway was like, just choose someone, we'll give him the healing hands. I like this conspiracy. Yep. And then Gandalf was like, this dude seems good. He doesn't know how to make choices, so we can tell him what to do. <laughs> <laughs> the 
this is a much more fun version of Lord of the Rings. I was going to say we kind of turned him into Dumbledore. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Anyways, let's uh, let's wrap it up, I guess, on that note. I have the Dumbledore stuck in my head. I blame all of that on Rachel. I'm just trying to avoid I- thinking about a certain... Yeah. Yep. I mean, I, but to be fair, I blame Rachel for most things, too. You know, like, <laughs> stub my toe. Fuck Rachel. Yep. <laughs> Doesn't matter that I you're... I am just the cause of all evil. <laughs> the other side of the... Con- God, I can't believe Addie is still barking. She's just part of the podcast now, I guess. Just wants, wants his dulcet tones heard. All right. If you have any... Um, complaints about what we did this episode please send them keep to them to yourself send them to rachel it's her fault what are you on twitter at sir rachel at sir rachel with an underscore at like underscore at the end at at, no, at, at sir underscore rachel oh, okay that's where sh- the root of all evil send it there um <laughs> but really any other complaints can go to at to read tolkien that's I was going to say all of us see that, but let's face it, it's only me that checks that. Um, if for some reason this episode has inspired you to support our show with, you know, money, you can check us out over on Patreon at patreon.com uh, slash so you want to read Tolkien. <laughs> I um, have my doubts about that one, though. Oh, <laughs> but that reminds me. Oh, my God. We have two new patrons that we wanted to thank. Oh, yay. Da-da-da. I really like the way you said money, though. It was so disdainful. <laughs> As if well, we're not this, living in an end capitalist society. Disdainful about our attempts at making a podcast, not money itself. Anyways, so yes, we have two new patrons, uh, Mary and Rebecca. Thank you so much. We appreciate your support. Yes, thank you so much. Seriously, wow. I, I'm sorry that we didn't particularly earn it with this episode. <laughs> Unless you're here for ridiculousness, I'm going to wrap it up now. okay join us next time for return of the king book six chapter six many partings uh so we'll see you next time i've been caitlin i've been rachel i've been emmy bye bye Bye. (laughs) well that's a hot mess have fun editing